Hey everyone, I'm Dan Cortler, the host of TED Climate. Each episode, we unpack the problems and solutions of climate change. This season of the show, we're getting into some big ideas that make us optimistic about the future, like meat grown from cells and leather made from mushrooms. And the best part? We look at how building a greener future can be an upgrade instead of a sacrifice. Find and follow TED Climate wherever you're listening to this. This is a CBC Podcast. What we offer is time, you know, time away from everything, slow. Uh, if people ask me, yeah, what can you do uh, aboard cargo ships? I immediately say, nothing, nothing. There's nothing to do. The right people, they will say, oh, interesting. I can watch the ocean all day, all night. I can watch the stars. That's Joris van Bray, the owner of a Belgium-based travel company called Captain Zeppos. Now, what he describes sounds pretty good, right? Except did you catch that part where he mentions taking people on cargo ships? Hey there, I'm Rohit Joseph, a journalist who does love to travel, but has a few questions about these cargo ships. And I'm Johanna Wagstaff, a meteorologist who also loves to travel, but like, is there even a gift shop on board? I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I highly doubt that, Joe, but okay, why are we talking about cargo ships at all? Right now, on this episode of 10 Minutes to Save the Planet, we're talking about reconsidering the way we travel, and that means flying less. Yeah, it's one of the 10 climate actions recommended by the UN, because we do know what steps we need to take as individuals to solve climate change, but we've just sucked at making them happen for so long. Our human brains are weird and they're hardwired to keep doing what we've always done. So we get stuck making stupid decisions. And we also think that something we do as an individual can't change this big problem. But don't worry, you're not alone. We're in this together and we're taking on the challenge ourselves with the help of an expert in human behavior so that we don't all die. Mm. And yeah, isn't that a nice note? Um, <laughs> there's a reason why the United Nations and many climate experts want us to consider our travel. And that's because even one transatlantic flight is the carbon equivalent of driving your car all year. So that's pretty wild. Wild, but maybe not surprising. Most of us are not Kardashians taking a private jet for one but we do have agency when it comes to our own travel decisions. It's just really hard to make those decisions when travel makes us so happy. Here's what our behavior expert suggests. I'm Jiaying Zhao, but I go by Jay-Z. I'm a professor of psychology and sustainability at the University of British Columbia. I haven't seen my parents for four years, so I miss them, and I'm actually going to fly to Hong Kong in July to see them. That's a long trip, and I don't actually feel bad about it because I need to make that trip. Uh, it will make me happy, but it's a trip I haven't taken in four years. So I think that's warranted. But how do we cut back on unnecessary travel? I think that's the key question. And Jay-Z's question is a big one. So, yeah. Joe, I think it's fair to say we both are among the the privileged who can travel. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I've, I've become, I hate to say it, one of those revenge travelers since <laughs> the pandemic ended. <laughs> it is a real term. You can look at articles about this. It's... It's kind of the reason why we've seen such a huge 
you know, boom in travel right after the pandemic mm. in that first summer. I mean, I have already been to India this year to see my family, which was, of course, important. You could consider that necessary travel. Yeah. But I also went to Mexico for fun. And I'm planning to do another fun trip later this year uh, to Europe. So, okay, no I, there's my here. baggage. <laughs> no judging over here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I, you, you see what I mean? It, it, it's hard. It's hard to balance this. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the same. It's definitely the biggest part of my personal carbon footprint. It's the one that I feel the most guilt about because, as you said, we have this privilege. These are decisions that I'm making, but it brings me so much bloody joy, like traveling to see friends and family that I have all over the world, getting to show my four-year-old these these world experiences is like my mm -hmm. favorite thing. So, yeah, it's hard to reconcile the two. I know it's the biggest part of my, my footprint, but it's also like one of the things that I live for. Plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Plain <laughs> and simple. Uh, but, okay, when we can't take a bus or a train instead of a plane, what are the alternatives? Cruise ships? I mean, those are also bad for the environment Merp. since they, yeah, they produce a lot of waste uh, and that pollutes the marine environment. It also produces a carbon equivalent that's just as bad, if not worse, than flights. Well, let's circle back to Yoris, who we heard at the top. So more and more people see the ship, the vessel, as an alternative because the vessel is sailing anyway and there are empty cabins aboard. And what we do is we offer them to passengers for, for, for the shipping companies. You know, it's, it's quiet, it's slow. Why, why can you do the same? And you're not bothered by, uh, by, by your cell phone. So, Johanna, would you consider our cargo ship? I respect it, but it's a hard pass for me at this <laughs> point in my life. Yeah. Like, can you imagine traveling on board with a four-year-old for weeks on end? There would be so many poop deck jokes. Like, way too many for me. <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, it. I feel like the crew would probably be on board with that if you catch my drift. <laughs> there would be but, mutiny. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised by your answer. Realistically speaking, most people are not going to opt for the cargo ships. I mean, they can take weeks, if not months, just to get to their destination. And while they might be cheaper than cruise ships, they're certainly not as fast or as cheap as some flights. So I did want to get some perspective from a guy who makes his living off traveling. Tal Oran is a travel vlogger. On YouTube, he goes by The Traveling Clat. Now, he's been traveling for the past nine years, and he's noticed some changes, including more extreme weather events that severely affected island communities in the Philippines, and he's also noticed a decrease in wildlife in Asia. All of that has made him want to travel more sustainably. So I was able to travel literally half of planet Earth without ever stepping foot on a plane, and it didn't cost that much money. The experiences you get along the way, to me, are always way more worth it than flying because... When you fly, you just skip the whole thing. You know, you, you you skip everything that's underneath. To me, it's kind of like cheating in a video game. You're kind of just like flying past all the amazing thing that's under there. Like I'm looking down, I'm like how many adventures could be had right down there? I also think about all those adventures you can have just on the way to a destination. Tal also stressed that he wants to see people have a different approach to their tourism. I always preach to people, okay, when you go to Thailand, don't ride an elephant. That's basic stuff. We all know that, right? If you're going to want to interact with an elephant, go see it on safari. Or if you can't see it on safari, go to a sanctuary that's actually reputable, that actually has to have these elephants. 
and make sure that you're making a difference in that way. Volunteer when you're traveling. There are so many communities that need help, whether that's beach cleanups, community help, uh, community help to build stuff, sustainable resources like recycling that can be used to rebuild community houses. And as a volunteer, when you're traveling, take a week out of your life and make that part of your vacation. Like what's more beautiful than putting back into a place that you're currently traveling in? Yeah, so many great tips. And I feel like this applies no matter where you are traveling in the world, even in your own country, follow Indigenous culture and respect Indigenous laws. And you might end up getting a lot more out of it than you expected. Mm-hmm. But can these individual travel choices actually add up to make a big difference? It's a tough one to make black and white. The commercial aviation industry is responsible for, you know, two, three, maybe four percent of CO2 emissions globally. It's maybe more like five percent when you consider all the other damage aviation does to the atmosphere because it's injecting everything so high in the sky. So, you know, less than a tenth. It's definitely a piece of the overall pie, but it might be surprising for people to hear that it's actually not a huge number when compared to other sources. For the average person who does like to take a couple of travel holidays a year, it's still likely the biggest source of our own personal footprint. But there is one really tangible action when it comes to flying that works for any mode, any trip. You don't need a spreadsheet unless you want one. Take it away, Jay-Z. So I just flew down to kind of California. I bundled my trips. So with that trip, I met up with lots of friends nearby. So I don't have to make separate trips. Going forward as a takeaway for me, I'm definitely going to do that to try to bundle my vacation time even more and also try to opt for the slower travel experience when I can. I used to be the queen of a weekend getaway And having a young family has made me have to stop that. I mean, try taking a toddler to Europe for four days. But, you know, he's forced me to slow down and that equals 1000% less toddler meltdowns. And it also means (laughs) I get to save planet Earth just a little bit with a little bit of uh, bundling. So that's 10 minutes, people. All right, you there, you, yes, you. Tell a friend about this podcast or better yet, give it a review. You can be honest, it's all good. On Apple, Spotify, wherever you hear us, we'd love to see your feedback. You've been listening to 10 Minutes to Save the Planet from CBC Podcasts. The show is written and hosted by Rohit Joseph and me, Johanna Wagstaff. Our producer is Teresa Lalonde. Sound design by Jill Constantine. Fabiola Carletti is our digital coordinating producer with assistance by Sean Lloyd. Our managing producer is Damon Fairless. Executive producers are Cecil Fernandez and Chris Oak. Tanya Springer is the senior manager of CBC Podcasts. And Arif Nurani is the director. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.